the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. Here on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Uh... And we can also be seen on the African-American Network television where we have a local feel with a global reach. And we just, in my day job, Texas Kidney Foundation, we just finished the one, two, three weekend. And it was amazing, right, Kevin? It was. It was amazing. Very, very much so. We had a good time, right? So we had we got to say big thanks to our, our sponsors. Uh, the Grehe Family Foundation, they sponsored the uh, golf tournament, and uh, and they did so at the quarry. They got us a good deal at the the uh, quarry golf course. And thank you to Justin and the team out there. Uh, it was professional and wonderful. But the biggest thanks goes to DCI, uh, Dialysis Clinics Incorporated, uh, they really put together our go- golf tournament. They worked with um, dust, uh, uh, the team over at at the quarry and with with all kinds of people that uh, ended up sponsoring Texas Kidney Foundation. Um, didn't they do the cheese? Didn't they do the uh, golf they, search as well? They did the diamond necklace from Kendra Scott and mm-hmm. and just they they brought in volunteers. And uh, it was just just an amazing time. Yep. And then Friday night. And Friday night we had, uh, and our, our I didn't even mention our spokesperson, our official spokesperson, Reginald Ballard, uh, flew in for this, and uh, our other, our newly. Uh, other official spokesperson, Cleto Rodriguez, <laughs> was there <laughs> for for the uh, tournament. Cleto, we did we not have fun at that tournament? It was great. I had a good time. It was fun. You golf, Cleto? I didn't realize you golf. Or do you I just do show golf. up? I, I, I started liking golf when I found out that um, green fees didn't mean $25 in proof of citizenship. So <laughs> Uh, to know that, that that's when I started liking golf. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, okay, you so, see why we did comedy for kidneys? Because <laughs> Cleto is funny as heck. He he sh- <laughs> shut it down on uh, Saturday, Saturday night when yeah. uh, at the Tober we were on the stage of the Tober. We weren't supposed to be on the stage, right, Cleto? But we had, you know, God gave us major no. favor that night. And moved us inside because they thought it was going to rain. Because we were supposed to be on the terrace, a smaller space. And we mm-hmm. got to be on the stage of the Tobin. Which I believe, I speak this over Cleto. This is just the beginning. This is just his first first time on the stage of the Tobin. We're, we're going to be uh, filling that, that venue over and over again with Comedy for Kidneys. I believe that. I believe that. So, you know, what's funny about this whole thing is that, you know, Tiffany is the one that's, that, that's uh, outwardly spiritual. Right. And I, and, and then I'm generally the one that's calm and like, okay, how are we going to make that happen? Okay. We got to get some logistics, Jesus. You got to bring some, some logistics this way so I can see it. So, uh, but I Kevin is just practical Jesus. He's sitting there with a list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lord speak. <laughs> like Lord. Kevin is like, Kevin, I need uh, Kevin these Thomas seven Smith. things. <laughs> like like Kevin Thomas Smith over there. Oh, yeah. 
I'm like, I need some, I need some logistics here. Give me some names and some logistics here. Got a, and a budget, okay? How much can we get this on the budget? <laughs> it's like I saw. <laughs> That's just funny. It's like uh, Mary Magna come back. I just saw Jesus' body not over there. Yeah, right. I have to see it for myself. Come on, yeah, let me see. Got- proof, proof. Yeah, that, let's prove it. Let's let's see. Let let's do some uh, forensic files here. That, that's <laughs> Kevin all the way. I, I will be like, okay, you know, I feel like this is where we're headed. Blah blah blah, and he's like, what? I don't How's see any pathway to what you were talking about. <laughs> you know, you know, Kevin, and it's so funny because I'm the same like you, and my my wife's the same as Tiffany, and I'm the same as you. I'm like. She'll come out and she'll like, oh, you know, God's going to make a way. I'm like, um, hmm. all right, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I know for a fact if I go against that or I even question that, I'm like, that's a long night right there. <laughs> We're watching The Passion of the Christ. We're, you know, it's like, forget that. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, it is. But the thing that I find interesting, <laughs> let's just say this whole one, two, three thing, it was like an idea. And Tiffany had thrown it out. And I was like, whatever. We're going to have to get, I said, we're going to have to, open, God's going to have to open some lanes. You're going to have to meet some people, you know, because there's a lot that goes into that stuff. And it just, well, went, you know, really the, the, the first thing that came Tiffany. was the golf tournament. That mm-hmm. was with DCI. And there's some, some uh, really great people over there. Uh, Kelly and Monica and Desiree, yep. like really took the bull by the horns uh, for us and, and put, most of it together well then uh the next thing that came our way was uh vance vance bradford he came along and said hey i i have this this idea and it was his it was all vance's vision the comedy piece because i don't know anything about you know comedy how to put on a comedy show how to promote a comedy show. I know that's not in my wheelhouse. I do early detection of kidney disease. The two do not match, you know? <laughs> and so he came in and started talking to me about it. And Vance is a visionary, uh, you know? And so he, when he started talking to me about this, uh, I thought it was, it was a, a great idea. Um, and then he got uh, the African-American Network Television on board with the idea. And he started bringing on other other people. They started bringing on, uh, they brought in 100 black men. And they mm-hmm. supported. Um, H-E-B uh, hopped on board. Yeah. You know, H-E-B is, is big on doing good things for our community. I, they do I can't do a lot say of enough for a, about H-E-B and Valero for that. But but Tiffany's just acting like this all stuff just kind of came in. It did. It more or less just started falling into place <laughs> with her faith, right? She's believing. Well, I mean, there was action. It's, you know, because faith but, without works is dead. There was action, yeah, a lot of actions. But I just couldn't see. I, and then they started throwing your name or people like, well, can we get Kletto? I was like, huh? Who knows Kletto? Who knows Brum? How are you going to make all this stuff happen? But Vance like, knew okay. all of these folks. Yeah, it was Vance knew everybody. Scene. So yeah. he, then, he 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 literally spent his time and talent uh, leveraging what and who should be there. And, and know, pi- I, he picked all of those comics. He picked Cleto, Goldie, Alex. He did all of that. Yeah, but you, you just have this way, Tiffany, with people of of really, you know, coming across. You are authentic and you present it. And, uh, you know, even to the point where she has me opening up a consulting firm that specializes in nonprofits. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this, but all right, let's do it. It sounds great, right? Uh, this, you know, this is that faith part of it there. Uh, that that we're really good, and we just all the the one two three just happened Thursday. She did. I mean that golf tournament. I mean God brought the right people in place. You know we met uh, Lard and we met Vance, and then you know those relationships that they have with you, and you know I'd seen you on uh, you know different different spots and everything, and I was just like, you gonna. We didn't realize though? just how really? funny you were. <laughs> like you know you're funny, like but not like I didn't think you were. Um, Drunk Uncle Ned funny, but I thought, 
I thought you were funny, but I didn't know like what a set looked like and and how funny that was. That's completely different from just being funny on camera when you're talking to uh, talking to the audience and where's Cleto? Mm, yeah, yeah. It's it's so, totally different. Uh, where's Cleto? A lot of people. <laughs> I had a lady come up to me one time. I mean, I've been doing stand-up comedy now 26 years. And I had a lady come up to me at H-E-B one time. First, she said that thing about, you don't look that fat. But anyway, um, she, uh, <laughs> she, said to, she said to me that, she goes, you know, uh, you should probably try stand-up comedy because you're pretty funny. And it was so funny because she, she had no clue that I did stand-up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, it's apples and oranges. I would tell people. A lot of people would, you know, uh, there's a lot of critics out there. Let's put it that way. And there were some that could not stand me uh, doing the worst glitho bit. And then they were like, you know, he's not funny. He's not this and that. And and then they people would say, go see a stand-up. And they go, mm-hmm. he's not funny. He's not going to be funny there. And I said, like, it's apples and oranges. And I would tell them, I said, look, come to my show. If you don't if you don't laugh, I'll give you your money back. And yeah. usually those shows are free. But anyway, um <clears throat> <laughs> So, you know, for the most part, uh, let me ask you guys, who is your favorite comedian? Who is my favorite comedian? Oh, I can tell you immediately. It's Chris Rock. Uh, I love Chris Rock. And I loved Chris Rock long before uh, what happened on on the Oscars. Uh, I love him even more yeah, after genius. after that. He he is. He he has an incredible comedic timing. And when when I was going through some of the most difficult times in life, uh he made me laugh. And <coughs> I'm not a TV watcher. I'm not a um I I don't do any of that, but uh you know, in the tough times after miscarriages and stuff like that, that's who we watched, right, babe? Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock. Uh, and then, of course, I used to to dream of marrying Eddie Murphy before I met you, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she found out Eddie was shorter than her father. Her father's already short. So. No, no, not see. Don't be talking about Eddie. You need to quit. <laughs> you know, we had a long-standing relationship in my head for a long time, so I don't want you talking about him like that. But uh but that my favorite comedian, yeah, it's it's Chris Rock, hands down. I I just think Chris Rock, Jamie Foxx, Eddie Murphy, those three are 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 the best that that uh I've I've ever seen in in our community. And then oh. you of course Cleto. <laughs> Awesome. I love that. As long as I make the list, I'm okay. How about you, <laughs> so, uh, so my favorite, uh, you know, I love Dave Chappelle. I mean, it doesn't matter where oh, yeah. he would, he, I would just love Dave Chappelle. Right. He, he just is at a, you know, as uh, I forget which comes, he's like at another level. Right. So mm-hmm. his, his, his timing, his bravery, right. He takes a lot yeah. of slack. Right. Yeah. And then the other person I like is I've been I, I do YouTube with the Laugh Factory and there's some young comics or they maybe they're younger than me. I, I don't know who they are. I, this first like Sean Morgan. I like his bit about mumble rapping. Yeah. Right. He does that Kodak Black routine <laughs> that just has yeah. me just laughing where he doesn't understand what he says. And, then there's, <laughs> <a guy. laughs> and there's another comedian who has like braids and stuff. His name is like uh, comedian Black Ron B.L.A.Q. He has a lot of Michael Jackson jokes, and I'd never heard of him. I guess he's an up-and-coming guy uh, on the Laugh Factory. He's there, and I, I just really like him. But probably my favorite one that I identify most with now is Earthquake and his story on his kids, right? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel funny. right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was at Ethiopia one time, and uh, Lavelle Crawford was in town. Oh. And I remember I was at Ethiopia, and, La- and he was walking in to Ethiopia, and I'm looking at my wife, my wife, my wife's looking at me. She's looking at my, my mouth dropped. She goes, what's the matter? What do you do? What's wrong? And I go, that's LaVelle Crawford. That's LaVelle Crawford right there. <laughs> oh, who's that? I go, he's a comedian. And he was here at the Majestic. He was here performing. Yeah. And then, and I was like freaking out that nobody was like running. So I'm like, well, I'm running to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go over and say something. I went up and go, hey, LaVelle, how you doing? I'm Clepto. I'm a comedian here in San Antonio. And then, 
And do you mind if I get a pick? And he was like, no, man, for sure. And he was so down to earth, so cool. And for me, it's like, I mean, y'all named some, I mean, my favorite comedians, I like, uh, I like Cat Williams. That's why. I like oh, I love Cat yep. Williams too. He's funny. Cat has me crying. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. And I'm just, uh, I like Kevin Hart too. And then uh, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of. Um, trying to think I like Kevin other- Hart. I, you know what? I like I like Kevin Hart because he's always so positive. Like when I'm listening yeah. to Kevin Hart, I, I actually listen to Kevin Hart more for who he is than the funny part. He's funny. Yeah. He's terribly yeah. funny. He's just hilariously funny. But he's also just as he's in my head. He's also yeah. a really good guy. He always yeah, comes across as a really good guy. So I like to hear what he's saying about about people being willing to give. Like he has, he, he talked about uh, people being willing to give and do something uh, for no pay or for no, um, for very little pay in order to um, just support in another way. You did that with us. Because uh, Cleto didn't get get some giant paycheck from Texas Kidney Foundation, we ain't got big <laughs> paycheck. We don't have deep pockets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vance told me, and uh, he goes, "Man, I need the Vance Bradford discount." Look up, <laughs> and, no and I'll tell you, people like when when Kevin says says uh, God is making a way, he, he really does because we we couldn't afford. Cleto. Cleto is is uh top drawer. He's big time comedian. We couldn't afford that. We couldn't afford uh Goldie. We couldn't afford uh uh Alex or or Scarface. Scarface came out. I mean, people this is a legend. Uh so Scarface came out to tell his story. He's not a comedian. That's a that's a huge rap star and uh and activist and you know, creator. I mean, he's 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 a multi-talented producer. <clears throat> like, you know, he does not have a reason to be talking to us other than his kidney story. Uh, but they all came together. And Brumman, our special, official spokesperson, I, I really hate referring to him as Brumman because his name is Reginald Ballard. Uh, but yeah. people know him as Brumman. That's a character yeah. that he played that everybody knows. <clears throat> uh, well... He, he came, you know, all these people came together to do something uh, for the public, for kidney patients, because we all believe that uh, early detection is the key to stopping this disease, and we're committed to stopping kidney disease. Yeah. So let's talk. So the very first bit. time, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about, you know, because I'm always interested in everybody's story. And sometimes Tiffany gets mad at me because I ask personal questions. So I'll try to keep that to a minimum. <laughs> if I ask you anything, just give me a wink and I'll move on, right? So uh, so tell us a little <laughs> bit about Cleto Rodriguez, right? So I assume you're originally from San Antonio. Now, we assume you speak Spanish. And the reason I say this is because a company I used to work for, <laughs> we were looking to hire someone in a particular market in McAllen. And, you know, Spanish was preferred and I was, because mm-hmm. her last name was Rodriguez. She spent the last 30 years of her life in McAllen that she spoke Spanish and she didn't speak Spanish. So I was just like, oh, let me not assume anything on that in that regard. Yeah, I mean, first, first, let me just say right off the bat, because y'all just touched on something. Is this y'all's first time y'all did this? Did, did I hear y'all correct? This is the first time y'all did this? One, two, three one, weekend? Two, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I'm going to tell you, uh, y'all had done it. For it being the first time, it's probably as, about as done as most professional I ever seen an event done. And I, I think I've done a lot of them. I've done a lot of galas. I've done a lot, you know, of tournaments. I've done a lot. But you guys from the get go, from even with Vance as the cut, the, the middleman, it was like, I mean, the emails were there, the 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 deposit, everything, everything was just so done professional. To the point where I was like, you know, Vance, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll catch up with you later. I got to, you know, head out. I had to leave a little early uh, on Saturday after I got off stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, no, you sure, man? Uh, we'll take care of it. No, 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 don't worry about it. I, I felt comfortable. 
and I thought that was done. And I just kudos to you guys for going that, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all fooled me. Y'all had a really, like, y'all been doing it for years. <laughs> so that was a team. Thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And now back to the Spanish, not a lick. Not a lick of Spanish. <laughs> not a lick of Spanish. Uh, I'm the only one uh, in my family that didn't. Um, no, actually, I, 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 te- I speak more Tex-Mex. Uh-huh. And I remember I did a gig in the Valley. And let me tell you something. If you don't know perfect Spanish in the Valley, oh, yeah. they crucify you. Big oh, yeah. time. Like, you're a disgrace. You might as well not even go over there. And they, they'll Will Smith you right there in the... In the, in the <laughs> and, you know, it's like... Uh, Get that oh text mess out <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Get that text mess out of your mouth. <laughs> you done. That was, that was, that was that taco out of my mouth. So we had... I told my wife I'm going to make a shirt that says that, keep my taco out your mouth. And, uh, I wound up, uh, my mom, my, when I got back from McAllen, my wife goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm ordering Rosetta Stone because I'm not <laughs> going to the valley and knowing what I'm saying. And I'm speaking crazy. I'm over here like, you know, Akita, Lolita, dog chow, puppy chow. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm speaking Spanish, and all of a sudden, the, the best word is English, and they got so mad. So, and I was the headliner, so that was worse. And then being Rodriguez, it was worse. And then he have a name like Cleto. He can't get any more Mexican than Cleto. Yeah, you right can't, there. right? So it's funny because someone asked me Saturday, "What's your real name?" And I said, "It's Cleto." And they go, "Oh, I thought that was your stage name." Like, out of all the names in the world, <laughs> what would I pick? What can I pick as a stage? You know what? How about Cleto? How about that? <laughs> is it short for anything? I said, yes, it's short for Ana Cleto. But my mom took the Ana out because she didn't want people to make fun of me. Yeah, Ma, because Cleto's a keeper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> for myself, it's like they asked me, what does your name mean in Spanish? I said, it means Aztec prince warrior of all warriors in english it means we'll work for minimum wage so i like the spanish version (laughs) (laughs) i I decide but my daughter cleta she thinks she has it bad so um you know (laughs) i didn't name her cleta oh i was like okay let's (laughs) go with it okay i tell i tell tell all my pregnant friends i said you know cleta's a great name and and the girl goes, I'm having a girl. And I go, well, Cletha's a great name. You know, we can go with that one, too. So, But, yeah, I, I, for myself, I was born here in San Antonio. Uh, been doing stand-up comedy for about 26 years. Uh, I started out uh, 26 years ago just doing an open mic at the LOL Comedy Club. And, you know, just started getting better and better. And then I met a guy named Vance Bradford. And uh, he took me to some of the hot spots like Midtown. And, uh, <laughs> So you were. So who were you? Who were you? I actually did comedy for four. Okay. Because I was going to say Midtown. That sounds a little sketchy. Oh, (laughs) it was. It was interesting. I was like, okay, this is kind of. You know, it's funny. I actually. uh, If you can make the laugh, you can do. You can do anything now. That's like going to the Apollo. That's like the. That's like the San Antonio Apollo. That is a San Antonio Apollo. That is a that you make people at Midtown laugh. You are funny. That's right. right now, you are funny. And I, I look, there's no one on this planet that can tell me that I'm not funny. I'm gonna tell you, I did uh, uh my first I remember when I did my first prison a gig in prison. Okay, and, tell me more. Uh, yeah, okay, this is interesting. So my church has a prison ministry, and my the prison ministry pastor comes up to me and says, Cleto, he goes, would you mind coming down to the prison and entertaining some of our guys in our Bible study? Now, I knew the answer when he asked me. It was no. But, you know, this is the church and there's a mystery. I'm like, all right, I'll do it, you know, and I mean, I've seen American Me and all this stuff, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, <laughs> I ain't trying to get shanked and anything like that, and I remember asking him, I said, well, how many is in this Bible study? He goes, oh, on a good day, Cletho, probably 20, maybe. Oh, all right, that's fine. So I go down there, and I didn't even know what to wear. I just wore all black like Johnny Cash. And I went down there, and 
I go, uh, I get there and, and we're there at the prison. I said, now, Pastor, how much did you, how many people did you take? 20, right? Yeah, about that, Gletham. Um, the warden found out you were coming and they watch you every morning here. So he opened it up to the population. So now I got, he goes, now you're doing two shows. The first show is with everybody in the prison, 300 people in here. And then, and then he goes, then you got to do another one for the uh, knuckleheads. I said, the knuckleheads. He goes, yeah, they're a the little bit of the hard cases. I said, okay. So now I'm thinking, now, <laughs> All of them in one spot. <laughs> Better be funny. Sounds great. <laughs> so, so here I am. The only protection I have is this security guard that's this tall, like up to my, my shoulders. And she don't even have a gun. She. <laughs> so basically, you gonna like, be- I, I, I said I'm gonna get shanked. I ain't, gonna get shanked. <laughs> I ain't leaving this prison. I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm like I'm gonna be. You know, forget this. I'm like, oh man, this is not good. So y'all don't know. This lady could have known jujitsu. She could have been ready to to take out twelve prisoners at once and she put two in a headlock. You don't know what she could do. Tiffany, she could have been Bruce Lee for all I care. It wouldn't have mattered with three hundred guys. <laughs> I was, I was like this, and it turned out that the first show with three hundred, the three hundred, I, I had them crying. I had them rolling. It was one of my best sets ever. I got blessed big time. I, I, I wish I would have recorded that set. It was so good. And then they left. So then they brought in the knuckleheads. And there's supposed to be 20 of them. Well, there's 10 guys that walk in and they're sitting right in front of me like this. <laughs> Make me laugh. Like this. And I, funny asked man. That, I asked the pastor, I said, didn't you say there was 20 guys? There was supposed to be, oh yeah, Clato, they got in a fight in the hallway, so 10 of them had to go to lockdown. I said, so you're telling me I got 10 agitated guys right now. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, go get them. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I kid you not, there is no one on this planet that could tell me, because it was like it was like uh, shooting skeet. I was getting them one by one. Pull, pull. I was getting them one by one. And the last guy that would not laugh was you know that Mexican guy that's got like the teardrop right here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, this brother had like a waterfall just coming down right here. Like he had like he had like water, like he'd done some crying. And I said, he had like tears just coming down. And I said, uh, I said, sir, this is the one joke that made him laugh. I said, sir, I've been here for 30 minutes trying to make you laugh. And you've just been sitting there just looking at me crying. <laughs> <laughs> he went like this. I go, that's it. That's funny. I, you laughed. That's it. I'm like, the more I did that, the more he laughed. And everybody just laughed, and everybody had a good time. And I was like, "Whoo!" <laughs> I remember, I remember Richard Pryor had said in his, his story. He said he had a, he had a. They go, "How did you keep from?" Uh, what he say he goes, "How did you keep from uh, 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 becoming someone's girlfriend in prison?" He goes, "I, I told jokes." He goes, "Really?" <laughs> yeah. He goes, "He goes, he goes, but I talk really fast." <laughs> <laughs> He goes, I told a lot of jokes. I talk really fast. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Cleto, so I'd like me. to know a little bit about your connection to uh, kidney disease. We we talked about, you know, in, in private, we talked about COVID-19. And everybody huh? has a, their own little public view of of what happened with you and COVID-19, but I'd like for you to tell people your story, because I don't think they know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, for myself, it was, um, I remember I was doing a show with uh, Gabriel Iglesias at the Tobin, and he had invited me to do a guest spot, and uh, I wind up doing one, and I got tested, I was negative, and he had told everybody, they had him in a bubble, so if you were in, around him, you had to wear your mask. And the only, the weird thing was he was not wearing his mask, which was odd. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it was really odd. And uh, so I did the show and I took a picture with him and I posted on Facebook. 
And we, I hadn't taken my mask off for the picture. Well, the second week I wind up, he asked me to come back again. I said, sure. So I went down there, did the guest spot again. And uh, next thing you know, I, I, after I did the guest spot, the next day he came out with, he got COVID. So everyone, my phone is blowing up saying, <laughs> <laughs> you need to go get checked out. You know, Gabriel had COVID. You got you had a picture with him. And everyone thought it was from him, but I don't think it was from him. I actually went the following week after he got COVID. I, I, I take it back. I, I did the show. I went to Corpus that weekend, came back, and that's when I found out he had got COVID. And that Sunday I came back, and we were having a get-together here, and my family was here. And I believe I got it from Corpus because there was a gentleman, uh, another comedian that I met that night that got just as sick as I did, and he got it worse. He had to go to rehab and so on. And um, uh, but we were both in that that critical uh, point, and uh, it got really uh, to the point where I was at home and I had fatigue mm-hmm. really bad, mm-hmm. and I was just uh, I never felt this way before. I was just so tired, and I never. And I mean, mind you, I mean, I'm overweight and. You know, I've been tired before, but it's just this was a fatigue I never felt before. Yep. And I didn't want to do anything. And then I started mm-hmm. getting headaches. I started getting yep. not I never got a fever, but I did got fatigue, headaches, and a cough. I started getting a cough. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was like uh, uh I thought it was um allergies because when people told me that Gabriel got COVID, I went to the pharmacy and I was in the car and they checked me and I was negative. And uh which I didn't believe those anymore. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I, I came back negative, but so I thought it was the, um, what is that Saharan dust that came through? Yep. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that's what it was. Cause I, I get, I get allergies every time that thing comes through. And uh, I thought it was just really bad allergies, but I knew something was different because of the fatigue. Yeah. And, and when yeah. I got so fatigued and, and I saw the symptoms of COVID and I go to my wife, I think, I think I might have it. She goes, well, no, you don't have it because you know, you, you, you're negative. I go, yeah, but no. something's really going on here. And sure mm-hmm. enough, I wind up um, going to the hospital. Oh no. Uh, yeah. I went to the uh, ER here in Floresville and um, I was there and uh, it was interesting because they just told me, look, Go home if you come if you if check your 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 um, oxygen levels with that little finger thing, oxygenometer, right? And uh, and if you're under ninety, bring bring mm-hmm. them back in, come back in. So this is when I knew I had an issue because when I take a shower, I'm awake, but when I took a shower and I went to bed and slept, I said, okay, yeah. something's going on. And sure enough, I I remember. I got my wife took my oxygen level, and uh, sure enough, it was at eighty six. Whoa! So that's bad. She, yeah, so she took me to the ER, and it kept going lower. And they were trying to in Floresville, you know, were doing the best they can, and then all of a sudden they wanted to put me on a ventilator. And um, my wife said, "No, we're going to transfer them over." And they transferred me over to Metropolitan downtown, and I went to the Metropolitan. And, uh, and again, a huge thanks to everybody at Floresville for just keeping me leveled pretty much because I was really, the cough got worse. Uh, my chest was getting worse. But when I got to Metropolitan, the 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 whole, everything got real because they yeah. had a whole ICU unit just right there for you. And um, all of a sudden, I was just, you know, I was I was getting a little worried because I couldn't breathe. And then they had mm-hmm. me on this airflow. I may as well had my head out of a plane because that's how much air was coming in to get the oxygen in me. And I just, I was so full of junk in my chest mm-hmm. and my lungs that I had COVID pneumonia yeah. and you get the x-rays and it was like, you know, everything is, is cloudy and you don't see any black. At all, it's the you don't even yeah. see my ribs. Nothing. This is like a cloudy day. I go, is this thing broken? What I can't see. Is this is all foggy. No, that's all the junk you got in your yeah in your lungs. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow. And then after a while, you know, it's kind of like 
they kept coming in like every day taking my x-ray and i'm like i wanted to tell them look i don't have insurance like i feel like george lopez and his joke like hey how much are these x-rays because i ain't gonna be paying <laughs> you know all my money on x-rays because it looked the same as it did the day before mm-hmm. and uh, so sure enough um i was there in icu for um for two and a half weeks mm-hmm. and then i went to the to the hospital and and i was telling tiffany that you know during this time the hardest part for me was not so much the breathing but the fact that my father-in-law got covid and he was two doors down Ooh, and okay. uh, he was 77 he had alzheimer's and uh unfortunately he passed mm-hmm. he was on the ventilator and and uh you know I, I just couldn't reach him i couldn't get to him i couldn't comfort him and that was hard for me and you know but mind you this is probably the scariest moment yeah. in my life because well, did, yeah, did ahead, you catch it at the very first part of you no know, there was that i kind of compare it to the first wave right were you in that first group of people where they were kind of sort of figuring it out right they, they didn't know quite uh, what was going no, on actually no actually i caught it when the delta it was the delta okay. and uh the one before delta was i I don't know. I can't remember. American Airlines United. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was the Delta one that got me pretty hard. And then the, and then the Omnicron came afterwards, but um, yeah, the Delta one, um, when I was there uh, in the hospital in ICU, it was just kind of like, it, it was, uh, it was interesting because, you know, I, as a believer, Mm-hmm. You want to really find out where you are in your walk with Christ yep. and God, you, you go face that yeah. face yeah. the fact that you can meet your maker in about a minute because it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, the virus is so unpredictable that it plays mind games. Yeah. I mean, you have got so much in your head going on and it became a playground for the enemy really because yeah. I was given into everything that was of man. My faith was not even a mustard seed. I would think at that fact at that moment, because I was just so petrified that I was leaning on man so much to get me well. And uh, I was telling Tiffany that the lady told me we're going to put these like antibodies. And I'm like, lady can put crack cocaine in me. I don't care whatever you got Mm -hmm. just to help me feel better. And that was it. So you did the, uh, you did. I was going to ask because, Go ahead, Tiff. I'm sorry. How did, um, you know, with all of this, there was a bunch of controversy about whether or not you, why you didn't get vaccinated prior. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason, the reason for me was I, like I told the express news and everybody else, I said, I was basically afraid because I was diabetic mm-hmm. and I was diabetic. I was fat and I was uneducated about the vaccinations and everything else. I really didn't put so much um, as much as it's so interesting because I look back at it now and I'm wondering what was it that I, I, I mean, I knew why for myself, I was just afraid because I didn't know what was it going to do to me being diabetic and so on. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, then again, I didn't really research it as much as I should have. And uh, that was the point that it was like, uh, it, it, it's 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 uh, one of those things where like it, not a better late than never but it was like i wish i would have done this sooner you know kind of deal mm-hmm. you and know that's that patient that empowerment Cletro. piece that we talk yeah. about all the time is that people uh you have to be your best advocate yeah you know yeah. Cleto is, yeah. is a prime example of for everybody that's listening you have to be your best advocate. And he's doing that right now by using his platform uh, to let people know, get tested for kidney disease, get tested for uh, for whatever it is, whatever is our next thing that we're dealing with. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because even Tiffany and I were talking and, and, and Tiffany's one of those people that, you know, and, and you're like that too, Kevin. Like, I mean, I see... I. First time I met Kevin, but it's like, I feel like I've known y'all for mm-hmm. a long time. You guys have that personality that, you know, you, you just, you got a welcoming spirit, you know, and it's kind of like for myself, I caught a lot of heat for not being vaccinated. And um, I knew 
I, 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 and let me rephrase that. I did not know how serious the campaign for vaccinations really was until I caught mm-hmm. the backlash. Yeah. And I didn't realize how cruel people could be behind a keyboard until that. And oh, yeah. I, I those underst- keyboard gangsters. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and I got, I got called. I, I I got called so many uh, different things, but at the same time, what and I was telling explaining to Tiffany that I was really more overwhelmed with the the the, the prayers that came in sure. from everybody in in the city. You know, mm-hmm. it's just people that were watching from other channels were reaching out to me like, "Hey, I don't know who awesome. you are, but you know, people you were praying heard, for you." Yeah, it they was, were it, like, "Look." We, we heard good things about you. You know, you look mm-hmm. like it seemed like a nice guy. I researched you on social media. I like your posts. I like what you're about. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And then they, yeah. it, it, like, I gained like a whole new audience without even trying. And it was what 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 the enemy meant for evil. It's like yeah. God came out, you know, showing good. And and it was not like I I didn't realize that if you weren't vaccinated, all of a sudden you were a bad guy, and and that you were a bad person. But I did see their point. I did see the fact that, you know, you're, it was not, they made it seem, <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to put this in my act because a lot of people were making it seem like, like they made the vaccinations themselves, you know, like they were in the back of their house with WD-40 <laughs> and Windex and fire and like, hey, guess what? They didn't take it. And I'm like, hold on a minute, you know what I mean? Wait, we just know? hit pay dirt, yeah. yeah well, you know, you know, you just have no idea. They just they just made it sound like they made it themselves. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like- it, it was really crazy. Tiff and I talk about this, right? And I don't know, you know, we are. Because we had so much information that was going out. And pe- there was such uh-huh. a degree of varying yeah. degrees of confusion. But in the, in the as Republican, was... but but as a Republican, I know you're trying to cut me off here because on this one, because we're Republican, right? We we have Republican tendencies, and it's and it's tough being black or any type of minority and Republican in good years, right? But we dropped the ball on this one. We made this into an issue. This is one of the things that I think Trump he he, he was thinking out loud. He was thinking his thoughts in real time on Twitter and in public, right? Which when those is never been, which smart is never for good, a president. Right? Because he's getting a lot of information, right, coming in, right? And so that's causing confusion with us, right, us us being the general public. And I just think that could have, and I say we as Republicans, because we picked a lot of that up and ran with it, but we just caused confusion with people. Uh, uh, And that was one of the things that I that I was upset with with the party is that on a lot of the stuff that we should have been clear and the leadership should have been clear. For me, that was an example, uh, a great example of having a sense of moral clarity and speaking clearly to people, right? Even though you may not understand, and there was moving back and forth, right? Because I thought that we, the party, should have taken, a, uh, and I thought the leadership on the Trump should have said, hey, there, there is some confusion out there about this, but this is where we're going to go. Pick a lane and we're going to run with it. And we, and we adjust. That was the one thing that I was disappointed with is that yeah. we caused a lot of confusion. And then also on the other side of the coin is that there was a self-righteous attitude of you better get vaccinated, right? With, you know, and then if you weren't because you were confused, they're like, what is there to be confused about? Right. Yeah. That self-righteous attitude that really just yeah. dug at me. Well, there's a I lot to be confused about because people are being given two different sets of information. Yep. And, and you know, that that was that was uh, it was so painful to watch yep. because people's lives, people's lives like your life were mm-hmm. hanging in the balance. And yeah, I was I was I was there trying to fight for my life and I was getting kicked at the same time. Yeah. And I could not believe it. Like I was literally uh like I had And to you're get taking one to the media. face over over other people uh, giving out bad yeah. information. <laughs> I, I, I'm over there like really trying to find oxygen to breathe and yeah. mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. And and I'm over here getting kicked and I was I was I was share um you know something that made me uh there were some of the comments that I got that just were ridiculous. Like one of them was, uh, you know, mind you, I wasn't with the news anymore, so I could speak my mind. But uh, there's a lot of them I responded to 
but the Lord had me delete them. And yes, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but those trolls along, uh, you know, because uh, all they're uh, out there for is negative. They, you, 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 there was one, there was one that there was actually two that I and I had to get off after that. The one guy, he goes, look, all that money they helped raise for you, she probably gave it to a family that didn't ignore science. So if you pass away, that's on you. And I'm oh my thinking God. myself. This is what I was getting. Gracious. So I went ahead and I said, okay. I responded back, said, sir, let's get this straight. I flunked science. Okay. (laughs) And I said, where was science class? I go, when was science class? Was it after humanity class? Or uh, again, I can't remember the word I used. And I was trying to tell Tiffany yesterday. It was during humanity class or uh, uh, like thoughtfulness class or something like that. I said, because the hypocrisy you're talking about right now mm-hmm. makes no sense. You care if I'm vaccinated, but you don't care if I live or die. Exactly. Get out of here. I go, does your mother know you're using her computer? Get out of here. You know, <laughs> all that nonsense. Like this, yeah. yeah. You, know, the, well, you, know, you know, it's so funny. My dad, my dad, I, he lives with me now. And my dad is like old school. Like, you know, he's just, he has no filter whatsoever. And like, uh, if you were to put Archie Bunker, Fred Sanford, and George Jefferson together, and he was a Mexican, that's my dad. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's my dad. He has no filter, speaks his mind, and doesn't care. Okay? Oh, <laughs> and, I love and it. And on that, the whole nine. And uh, I told my dad, this one, this one lady, she goes, you know, I used to be a fan of yours, but since I found out you weren't vaccinated, you know, you ruined it for all the rasa. I said, I did. I did. I ruined it. I said, are you kidding me? Not the guy that, that robbed the bank or not the guy that shot that the house. With it. I'm the guy. I go, me. I go, okay. So I showed my dad that, and my dad goes, wow, mijo, I didn't even know you knew all of that. So I go, I didn't know either. I, didn't know. <laughs> I said, wow. I go, this is just a little a taste of what I was getting. And, and then my wife told me, look, don't ignore that. She goes, miserable people. They mm-hmm. love misery. They want, to, right. they want to bring you down and that kind of thing. And I said, I'm already down, babe. I said, I said where am I going to go? I go, yeah. I'm over here trying to see if uh, if I'm going to live another day, you know? Yeah. Well, I- What was the toughest part of the of, of the actual, the, the symptoms? For me, when I had it, it was two things, right? It was I couldn't breathe and I couldn't hold thoughts, right? Because when I caught it, I was like near the end of the quarter at work and I had to do uh, – year-end reviews and give out bonuses or not give out bonuses and i couldn't hold a train of thought for more than 10 minutes yeah you get brain i got brain fog a lot over there i was brain fog now which comes in my favor sometimes when i call my wife lisa and her name's lynette Um, (laughs) but uh, you know know, this has been very insightful and you know i want want our listeners to realize that cleto like many of us has had uh, residual effects from from uh, COVID-19 to your kidneys. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we're working together uh, with Cleto and Texas Kidney Foundation. I just want to thank you for coming on On the Record with Tiffany Cleto and sharing your story because people need to hear there's, there's more to you than the controversy that was out there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate that folks, you know, and again, I, I, I understood, I, I guess, where they were coming from. But are you vaccinated part, now? I didn't even ask you that. No, I, I didn't get vaccinated only because the doctor wanted me to get vaccinated, but because my lungs are still recuperating, they were mm-hmm. severely damaged. And uh, right now, uh, yesterday, I did my first workout in a long time and I was in my, my gym in my garage. And a uh, quick little, you know, testimony that Tiffany had brought up some stuff the other day when we were talking on our radio show that made me um, kind of, uh, I had a little breakthrough with uh, something that I have not given to God, which was the gluttony, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that I was doing because I, I found a comfort in food uh, from growing up, you know, in an incident where I was going, I went to bed hungry and just vowed that mm-hmm. I'll never do that again. And I basically cursed myself. And long story short, I decided to give it all to God uh, last weekend. And uh, 
that's why I had a little pep in my step on uh, at the Tobin on Saturday mm-hmm. because it was, uh, you know, for one, you know, there's no more hell gigs for me because I got a second chance in life. Every gig is a perfect gig for me. There's no way that um, I, I mean, I've, I've found the new, I have a new perspective on life. And, awesome. you know, and I do not, you know, I know COVID damaged my kidneys a little bit. And uh, now mm-hmm. I'm trying to recuperate and try to get back to where I was, get off my meds for diabetes. I was, uh, I weighed myself on Saturday, on Friday, when, right after the next day after we, because uh, that's when I decided to just give it over to him and let go and let God and, and surrender everything. And uh, and I thank Tiffany on Saturday for that because it was the, I, I, mean, I can't remember exactly what she was saying that she was giving me the perspective of the life that, you know, you got to have, you, 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 you got to take care of your temple, your, your body. And, and uh, I just gave it to him and uh, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, I was 224 on Friday. Um, this morning I was 218. And uh, so little by little I'm going down. In wow. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, watching what I'm eating, eating less, eating right. And uh, it's amazing just to see it just kind of, little like by little coming off and um you just got to be your own um best advocate mm-hmm. sometimes yeah and yeah. uh because my wife my wife gave up on me she's like forget that yeah i heard all this before so, <laughs> so well, like, no, never mind I'll, I'll give that a week and we'll see what happens so, no it's gonna keep it, going but, it was like, but yeah because before it was like a detox and it was mm-hmm. like uh it was like a, a, a have to this time it's a want so yeah. thank you for the opportunity and to be thank, on here. And thank you. Thank you for joining forces with us. And you guys are going to hear more from uh, us and from Kleto on, and from uh, Sherry Braxton at Sherry Fitness. Y'all are going to see us make some moves. Well, you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany uh, here on 930 AM, The Answer, and our special guest, Cleto uh, Rodriguez. Oh, so I'm sorry. On the record with Tiffany and Kevin. And Kevin. <laughs> Thank you guys for sticking with us and listening. And come back next week. I hope you learned something new. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.